94, if you would. And uh, I want to give you just a, a quick word tonight that I believe will minister to you and help you tonight. Amen. How many know um, that God has all the answers to all of our questions? Amen. He does in his word. And so we're going to look at Psalms 94 in just a minute. And uh, I want to um, encourage you tonight of what this says up on the screen, that the joy of the Lord is my what? Is my strength. Amen. This is a really important uh, nugget for us to understand as believers, that joy is strength. And the strength of my salvation is my joy. And so if I get weak in my, in my walk with the Lord, it might be because I'm lacking some joy. Amen, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, there was three men, three, uh, who, three very successful men who had a, uh, a mother they loved very much. Their father had passed away, and she was a widow. And so they were sitting around one night trying to figure out how they could bless their mom. Uh, they, God had really blessed them with a lot of finances, and so they really wanted to show their mom their appreciation for her birthday. And so they gathered around the table, and they began to brainstorm and one of them said, you know what, I think that mom needs a bigger house. And so he began to say, I'm going to build her a house, and I'm going to make it really nice. I'm going to give, give her a lot of rooms so she can choose where she wants to spend her time. And he starts talking about this house and decides he's going to build that house and goes on to build that house. The other guy says, man, mom needs a better car. And, and, and she's kind of getting older, and she doesn't really like to drive by herself, so I'm going to get her a limousine that will drive her around everywhere she wants to go. And I'm going to make it the nicest limousine anybody's ever ridden in. And then, and then the third man says, Man, y'all don't know nothing about mom. She don't care about, you know, a house or a car. She's had all that stuff. She loves the word of God. And, and he says, I'm, I'm, I have heard about this parrot that, that recites and memorizes scripture. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy her this parrot. It's, it costs $100,000. And I'm going to buy her this parrot. And she can say a verse, and the parrot will recite that verse back to her. And so the other, boy, the other boys were kind of laughing, you know, about his, his gift. So they all give their gifts to their mom. And time goes on. A couple months goes by. And they get together with their mom. And, 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 and they say, Mom, what do you think about the gifts we gave you? And she says, well, boys, I, I, of course, am so thankful for everything you did. And you're very generous. And she told the first boy, she said, but, you know, I already have had a, a big house. I didn't need another one. It's just me. And it's too many rooms. So it really wasn't what I was looking for. And then she told the other boy, she said, you know, I don't get out much. So I appreciate the limousine driver and all that, but he's kind of obnoxious. So I don't really need that. She says, but, she says, but you, son, you really knew what, what I liked. She said, that chicken was delicious. <laughs> Most expensive chicken dinner ever. Amen. Robert's translating, and I don't know if he was able to translate that or not, but I, that was one of the jokes that I was able to translate in Spanish. It was one of those rare ones that, that was able to translate over and make sense. A lot of times you lose it in the, in the language. So let's look at Psalms 94. I want to talk about the joy of the Lord being our strength. This really is important for us. I want to, I want to challenge you that whenever you get down, Whenever you're struggling with something, whenever you're fighting a battle, whenever you're, 
discouraged, whenever you're battling anything in your life that's got you down, I want you to remember this message. I want you to remember some of these verses because we all have those times. And we all have struggles. We all have things that we go through that, that can attack our faith. And, and uh, you know, I mentioned that this morning about that boy. You can hear something like that and just get torn up. You can look at our world and see the things we're going on with. And, and you might have things in your own family you're dealing with, things in your own situation, maybe your job situation. There's always things going on that we have to deal with. And so we have to have an understanding that, that in, in spite of everything that's going on around me, I can have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And that is my strength. And I want to read a verse that, that I found in Psalms 94, verse 19, if you're there. And I want to kind of just get us to think about this a little bit. And then I'm going to read a few other verses that I think will bless you. I've chosen just a few tonight. Um, are we good on the microphone, Chris? Or do I need to switch? Are we good? Okay. Um, Psalms 94, 19. You there? Watch what this says. It says, in the multitude of my anxieties within me. Does anybody ever have anxiety? I'd like to meet you tonight and talk to you, take you to coffee after if you've never had anxiety. Amen? We all, we all go through that. Different, different directions, different uh, levels. But he says, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, he makes a statement here, your comfort delights my soul. You know, that's the place that God wants us to get at in our walk. That, that it doesn't mean we don't go through struggles. It doesn't mean we don't waver sometimes or, or get frustrated sometimes or, or deal with things. But when we're in that situation dealing with whatever, we can go to a place with God. And we can say, Lord, your comfort is what I need right now. And, and your, your word is what I need right now. And, your, and I need your joy right now. See, when we're happy, when we laughed right there, that was good for our soul. Amen? And, and of course, there's times we have to be serious. And there's times we, you know, there's a time for everything that Ecclesiastes says. But let me tell you something. We need to, and, I, and I'm preaching to myself, we can get so busy sometimes and so caught up in, in the things that we're doing that we can forget to enjoy our salvation. Now, watch this. I'm not talking about enjoying our salvation because we got a raise or enjoying our salvation because we got a new car or enjoying our salvation because everything's good. I'm talking about enjoying our salvation, understanding that our, our circumstances are below everything that God has for us and everything that God has given us and everything that we're going through. He's, he's above those things. And wouldn't it be powerful if we would not just be joyful when everything's going right, but we could go to a place in our walk with God where we could walk in the joy of the Lord regardless of the circumstances that we're going through. Can, can I get an amen? That's what God really wants for me. He wants me to understand that no matter what's going on in the world, that no matter what happened on the news, that no matter what whatever happened in my family, no matter what's going on in my job, no matter, no matter what I'm facing, I can be happy. Because God has given me a strength. I want to reread again tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 from this morning. I mentioned this as one of the, uh, the men in, in, this, in the illustrated sermon. But I want to read this again, this verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. I'm going to give you just a couple more scriptures tonight. So we're not going to be all over the place. But I want you to go ahead and just 
Um, go there, and I want you to look at this again, because this is important. As David in Psalm 94, what does he say? Verse 19, he says, in the multitude of my anxieties, your comfort delights me. So let, think about that word comfort, okay? That, that's an interesting word, because comfort is something we all want. Now, I don't, I've never met a person in my life that says, I don't like to be comfortable, right? Uh, w- when people are on their deathbed, what do you try to do? You try to make them comfortable. I mean, th- we, comfort is a good thing. Now, we, we talk about the, the other side of a spiritual comfort where we don't want to get comfortable in our, in our faith. We want to continue to work. But I'm talking about a, a, a comfort in our souls. And David says, when I'm, in, when I'm anxious, I need comfort. And so he says we can have it. So as I think of that word comfort, and we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, we see something very powerful that we mentioned this morning. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Do you believe tonight that God is the God of all comfort? Amen. That's really what God wants from us tonight. He wants to be the source. He wants to be that, that, that object of our affection. He wants to be what we need. He wants to be what we hope for. He wants to be what we go to when we're struggling. He doesn't want to be a second or third option. He wants to be first. And, and, and this is something important to understand. So he says, the, the God of all comfort. And by the way, I'm, I, I didn't write this book, so I'm not making a plug for me. Uh, at our home church, they talked about this a lot at, at the conference. This is a great book. If anybody wants to read it, The God of All Comfort, um, you can get it online probably. This is exactly what this is talking about. It's a very, very powerful book. And I'll give you information about that if you want it. Because he says that he's the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Watch this. Who comforts us in our tribulation. That's what God wants to be. He wants to be comfort in our tribulation. He didn't say we weren't going to go through tribulation. He says if you're in tribulation, if you're having some anxieties, I want to be your source of comfort. He says that we, so the reason he wants to do that is that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble. So God comforts us. And I comfort those that are in trouble. I mentioned this morning, you can't give what you don't have. So I can't comfort somebody if I'm not allowing God to comfort me. I can't give somebody joy if I'm not allowing God to fill me with his joy. I can't tell somebody, God is your peace, if if I'm not letting him give me peace. How many are following me there? We have to allow God to minister to us, and then we can give what God has given us. And I'm telling you, joy is important. There, there are going to be moments, there's going to be times when you don't have your happy face on. I'm not, I'm not, I understand that. We all are, are going through something at different times. But in general, we need to remember it's not about putting a fake face on. It's remembering I should be happy. I should be joyful. I've got a lot to be thankful for. I've got a lot to be happy about. Amen? And understanding first and foremost that this world we're living in is temporary. Very temporary. You know, I've been quoting and talking about Billy Graham a lot lately. He lived almost to be 100 years old. I guarantee you tonight in heaven he has realized his life was just like that. 100 years is a long time. I mean, most people don't live to be that long. You live a long life. But that 100 years in the span of eternity was seconds. And so we have to understand that this anything we're going through is just temporary and the awesome thing is, is we should be, every time we begin to go through that struggle of anxiety, we need to remind ourselves, man, this is just temporary. 
I was talking to someone the other day that was going through some struggles, and I reminded that person that this, this, this situation is just like the rain we just had. The sun's going to come out. It's not going to rain forever. It's not going to be cloudy forever. There's, there's something about some people, you know, like rain, and some people like when it's overcast and, that you know, it's good for sleeping and all that stuff. But you can't do a whole lot. In, we need the rain, amen. But you can't do a whole lot about it, and sometimes you're just like, man, I just need that sun to come out. My dad was saying that. I just need that sun to come. I want to see the sun again. You know, you go a lot of days without it. That's why so many people are depressed in Seattle because there's too much rain, amen, and they don't see it enough. And so you have to realize in the situation you're going through, that sun's going to come out again. It's just temporary. Nothing lasts forever, okay, except eternity. And so we need to remind ourselves, and I'll, give you, I'll get you how in a second. We need to remind ourselves tonight that, that God is the, is, the, is the source of my comfort, and my comfort is his joy. Amen? So he goes on to finish that verse and says, With the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I believe that verse right there, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, is something that would really minister to you if you'd read it more often. When you begin to go through a struggle, if you read it more often, it will really help you out. Let's go to a very, very, very known psalm. I think you uh, were in Psalms, but we're going to go back to Psalms 23. I bet you some people know that verse. I want to go over this verse tonight, this chapter. Psalms 23. As you're getting there, somebody shout out that knows how that, sing, how that starts. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay? That's a very, very well-known verse. But how many know a lot of times we can know something real well, but know it up here? We can recite it. A lot of people, can, a lot of people in the world can recite that, that Psalms. They know it. They memorized it. But I think, it, and I'm talking to myself again, I need to remind myself how powerful these words are. So we're going to go through it real slow here. If you're there in Psalms 23, look at what verse 1 says. And, 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 and this is another thing uh, I heard quoted this week. Um, in, in the Billy Graham funeral, I watched that funeral, and uh, it, was a, it was great to see them preach Jesus again. Amen. They said it was his best, it was going to be his last crusade. And uh, Franklin Graham got up and preached Jesus, and preached the blood, and preached the cross. And his daughter, uh, Anne, preached about the rapture. She talked about the rapture. And she mentioned that whenever uh, she would be with her mother, who went on before Billy Graham, that her mother would recite these, they would read the word of God together as a family, and she would teach them to put their name in those verses. You know, she would, she would make it personal, and then she said that when she was with their dad, and they would do the Bible, Bible verses and read together, that he would teach them to ask questions, and to stop and say, what does this mean for me? So I think we can learn from both of those things. When we read the scriptures, we need to place ourselves in those scriptures. So as we're reading the 23rd Psalms, and it says, the Lord is my shepherd. We don't read it as David reading it. We read it as I'm reading it. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is Blake's shepherd. Amen. And when we say my, we mean my, like me personally. Amen. And then and, and it says, I have. I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to read in the New Living Translation because it, it, it breaks it down a little bit clearer. So it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have. Now we know it says, I shall not want. It basically says, I have all that I need. There's something we need to remind ourselves of. What did Jesse say at the offering? We, we, God will supply our needs. So we have what we need in God. And when, we, when, when we're talking about a relationship with God, we have everything. I said that this morning. 
everything we need is in the house. Amen. Amen. There's nothing that we need that we don't have. We just sometimes don't utilize it or sometimes don't know how to use it or to utilize it. So he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. Does anybody else in here love I'm not even talking about loving nature and just being a person who's always out, but does anybody else in here just love to see a river flowing, just to see a, a mountain, just to, just to feel a breeze, to see the trees? I mean, I just love that stuff. I'm, I'm not a humongous outside person where I want to stay out there forever, but I love to look at it. Yeah. Amen. I know some people could live outside. That's not necessarily me. I've talked about before that if I'm at a beach, I want to be in the hotel room, on the bed with A.C., looking out at the ocean. I don't want to be in the ocean. I don't want to have sand all over my body, and I don't want to get burnt, but I want to look at it. Amen? So that's kind of me. Same with, if I'm really a more of a mountain person. If I had my way, I'd live up in a cabin looking out over lots of mountains and just looking at all the trees. But I'd be in the cabin with AC or with heat, whatever I needed. Okay? So I'd like to look at it. So I, I, I go to these verses, and, and I think, man, that's, that's, that's exactly what God wants for me. Now, I'm going to throw this in there. This is something I've, I've learned from the Lord for myself, and I want to teach it to you. I remind myself a lot. Now, every single, this is what makes us, makes us different. Every single one of us have things that we enjoy. I just mentioned that. There's a certain time of the day that every one of you love. Some of you love the morning. Some of you love the afternoon. Some of you love night. There are certain seasons some of, that every one of us love. Some love summer. Some love winter. Some love spring. Some love fall. We all have these. Some love the mountains. Some love the beach. Some, how many get what I'm saying? We all have things that we like. And so when we think about that and we talk about the things that we like, I like to stop and say, I, I imagine heaven being that place where if, if I'm a person that loves the mountains or, or, loves, that, or loves that certain thing, th- that's going to be for eternity. I mean, whatever it is that I love, whatever it is that, like, for example, my, my favorite time of the day, and if you're around me very much, you'll find that out. My favorite time of the day is the last hour of the day, meaning before the sun goes down. That can be different time in summer than it can. And a matter of fact, I don't like summer too much. You know that. So I guess this month is this around this time or fall is my favorite. But I love the last hour as the sun's going down. That's my favorite time of the day. So you, you, you have what you love. And, and sometimes mentally, when you're going through something and you want to have the joy of the Lord, you got to go to that place. you got to spiritually go to that place and think about that, that, that future that we have and, and, and sometimes remove yourself from the place you're in and think about the future. Didn't Jesus, didn't God say in his word, I have an expected hope and a future for you? I, I've got, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I've got plans of peace and not of, of disaster and not of problems. So that's what I think of when I read, he lets me rest in green meadows and leads me besides peaceful streams. Verse 3, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Now, here's a powerful thing. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Why? Because you're close beside me. Amen? You're right there with me. And then this is an interesting thing that I think a lot of people don't understand, and I'm going to expound on it just a little bit. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. A lot of people don't really understand what that means. And this is really important. 
Because, and one of the reasons we don't understand is because we don't live in the field with, with sheep and a pastor and a shepherd. So we don't really get that. And I'm one of them. But what it, it doesn't understand it because I've never been that. But the understanding of that is that your rod and your staff come from me is I understand the authority of God in my life. I understand the sovereignty of God in my life. I understand that he is a good shepherd. And what that means is that it, it, he protects me. And, and, and I have a trust in the Lord that even when I am in a situation that I feel is dangerous or I feel that he's being hard on me, I understand that he has the best interest for me. And a lot of times I can be getting pulled by the neck through his rod and his staff and it might feel like it hurts or it might feel like it's mean or it might feel like it's chastising. But what he is saying in his word there is I trust his authority. And if he's yanking on my neck, pulling me away from something, it's because there's a wolf over there on the corner in the darkness looking at me with ravenous eyes and wants to destroy me. And so I understand that when I'm in that valley of the shadow of death, that his rod and his staff comfort me. And I have to trust that he wants what's best for me. Okay? I trust his authority in my life. And we know what that means as well? I trust his word. I trust that if he says he'll never give me more than I can handle, then that's got to be true. I trust that if he says he'll supply all my needs, then that has to be true. And so that's what David is saying. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. That's a powerful thought. That even in the midst of a battle, God's got us. God's got us and we cannot lose. You honor me by, my, by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. And then six. If you didn't get excited about any of that, six is so awesome. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love. Now in the New Living Translation it says, will pursue me all the days of my life. Amen. How many want to be pursued by the mercy and the love of God? Meaning, no matter where I go, God's coming behind me with that rod and that staff. And he wants to comfort me. And he wants to protect me. And he wants to guide me in the way that I should go. When you begin to think about these verses, and then he says, I will live in the house of the Lord. It's hard to imagine sometimes where we forget to think tonight that right now, as we're sitting in this church service, Jesus, according to the word, is still building. Jesus is doing two things, the Bible tells us. There's two things Jesus is doing right now. And, and he can multitask. Amen. The Bible says that he is interceding for us. And the Bible says that when he left this earth, he was going to prepare a place for us. He was going to, and, and, he, and he said in his word that it was a mansion. And so God is working on our mansion right now. The Lord Jesus Christ is preparing that place. And, you know, I think about this as we get closer to rally right now. I'm, I'm running around. And guy, people are helping me. Dad comes up and help. I'm running around all looking how I can fix things, make everything, getting everything prepared for the rally. And, and I think, man, that's what God's doing right now. He is preparing that, that place for us right now. He is getting it ready for it to be spotless and beautiful and perfect when we go up to heaven. Amen. How many are excited about that tonight? Amen. That's a good thing to remember. And he, that I will live in the house of the Lord. I'm going to give you two more verses. Go to Romans chapter 15. They'll both be in the New Testament. 
Romans chapter 15, verse 13. This is, a, this is another just powerful verse. And there's many. I could have chose 20 or 30, but I'm just choosing some here that I believe will minister to us as we talk about the joy of the Lord being our strength. And by the way, that's in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, if you didn't know where that's coming from. And um, we, that's a very, very well-quoted verse, and it's very important because I, I really believe it. If you're weak, it's because you're not happy. And if you're not happy, it's because you're not trusting in the Lord. Can I get a better amen? We've got to remind ourselves of that. Romans tells us in 12, we're not going to read that right now, but he says, he says don't, be, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when I tell you to go to a place spiritually that you think about that gets you out of your city, I'm not talking about some weird mind games. I'm talking about transforming the way you think. And if your mind is just on your job and just on your problem and just on your situation and just on your struggle, then you need to think of something else. Something more powerful, something more peaceful. Now look what Romans 15, 13 says. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to that again. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. How many know we serve a God of hope? Amen. Amen. That's why we have to be happy. He's a God of hope. There's always hope. And even if we're in a situation where it seems like it's not, we're in, we're, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Amen. There's hope for everybody. There's hope for us. There's hope for our situation. But we have got to remind ourselves of these words. What do you think David was doing in the 23rd Psalm? He was preaching to himself. He was reminding himself of the things that he needed to think about. Now I want to close in Philippians chapter 4, if you'll go there. We're real close by. And, and, and you cannot quote this scripture enough. This is another thing that I try to remind myself of often. How? How do I keep that joy of the Lord? How do I make sure that I'm not anxious? How do I make sure that my, my soul is being comforted? How do I do these things? Here's, what, here's the answer in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. You mean amen if you're there? Amen. Be anxious for nothing. That's, that goes back to Psalms 94. It says, in the multitude, multitude of my anxieties within me. So he's mentioning that he's going through some stuff, but Jesus is saying in his word, don't be anxious. It means combat that. Fight that thought. Defeat that thought. Come against that thought. Think And think of something else. And that's what we're going to read right here. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, watch this. Here is the key. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Has anybody here ever had Moments or a moment where you have had that peace come on you. That does not make sense. In the midst of an absolute trial, in the midst of a horrible situation, joy comes. Peace comes. Comfort comes. And it can only come from the Lord. It can only come from God. But then he says that we've got a part. We, God is always involving us in everything. Amen. 
Watch what verse 8 says. How do we do this? Brethren, finally, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, what other things are of good report? If there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, watch this. Some people think the word meditation's bad. It's meditation's bad when you go to the new age thinking of it, but the Bible says to meditate. You know what that means? It doesn't mean cross your legs and om. It means think on these things. Focus on these things. Concentrate on these things. Put emphasis on those things. And so he's saying here, the way that I have the joy of the Lord in my life is that I focus on truth. I focus on noble things. I focus on things that are just. I focus, what's just? His word. Let's see, all these things here that we're reading, purity, and lovely, and good report, and virtuous, guess who is all those things? Jesus. Jesus is all those things and some and so he says basically I need you to focus on me I'm just I'm noble he says I'm the truth I'm the way the truth and the life I'm I'm the good report and we have to go to him and we have to meditate on those things and so it's not some kind of like I said weird new age thing it's it's getting your mind lined up with God's word and understanding that this this word is comfort to my soul and so I want to encourage you tonight to let the joy of the Lord be your strength this is one of those messages that that you have to hear often because there is no reason that we shouldn't be happy I don't care what you're going through I don't care what I'm going through we are children of the living God amen we have got a future and a hope hallelujah we have got an eternal destiny tonight we have got a, a home that's waiting for us and there will be no broken things in heaven. Amen. There'll be nothing that fails on us in heaven. There'll be no tears in heaven. There'll be no loss in heaven. There'll be no death in heaven. Amen. All those tears will be wiped from our eyes. So those are the things we need to think on tonight. Let's stand all over this place and let's, let's allow the Holy Spirit tonight to fill us with his joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. How many, how many know it would be good to get to a place where you speak that word? You speak that word. You, you're down, you're, you're attacked, you're depressed, you're sad, you're fighting a battle, you're anxious, and you say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you go to that place mentally. Not, not a translation where your body goes some. I'm saying you meditate on the things of the Word of God. That's why we gotta, we got to memorize Scripture. That's why we got to have what we call those go-to verses. you got to find things. You know, a lot of times when we're, when we're doing a message like this, there'll be a, a verse that you read. This is what happens. Do you realize that you don't uh, underline every verse in the Bible a, a, all the time? You don't just, you'll be listening to something and, and it hits you and it ministers to you and, and, and you want to make sure you now eventually it's going to be full but at different times in different places that word ministers to you and that's what's so amazing about the word that's why it says it's sharper than a two-edged sword because it's living and so tonight you might have been reading the 23rd Psalms 
and something in there hit you that's never hit you before. It ministered to you. It gave you peace. It gave you joy. And so you, you, you find those verses. I've, I've got key verses. You should have key verses that you live by. Not that every single word isn't important, but there's certain verses that really, really minister to you. They really give you strength. They really give you joy. There was something about rivers and grass that David liked. That was something that made him happy. You know, going out and laying in the grass by the river. That, that, that must have been a memory he had. That, that was something where he went there when he was going through a battle. And if you read about David's life, he was going through some real battles. People always wanted to kill him. That's scary. But he was able to go and say, you know what? Though I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid of nothing. Because I know who God is. And so God wants you to be joyful tonight. Amen. How many receive that? He wants you to be joyful. Amen. So let, let's sing a song tonight. And as we do, it's Sunday night. Let's find a place at the altar for just a few minutes. And let's make a, a, a concentrated prayer tonight. Or if you're seat, wherever you want. Let's make a concentrated prayer. Lord, I want to leave out of here tonight with the joy of the Lord. That is my strength. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength tonight. Let's just spend. It's early. Let's just spend a few minutes in the presence of God tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.